1: DIO 2022. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of the RotoViz content and tools, and it supports the podcast channel. Now, without further ado, here's the latest edition of the RotoViz High Stakes Lowdown. Welcome in, everybody. It is the High Stakes Lowdown, the April edition, as we are kicking off April in style here tonight with a big-time Dynasty fantasy football show. Uh, I'm Eric Balkman, at Eric Balkman, at FFPC, at hour Reminder, if you are looking to pick up a Dynasty orphan team, time's running out on that at myffpc.com slash Dynasty for sale. Probably only about a couple of dozen left, but Dynasty startups are live at myffpc.com/dynasty you can uh hook up there with uh $77 startups uh $250 startups that are going off basically um with with slow drafts going forward so make sure you're checking that out the inaugural uh ffpc never too early ball tournament is really picking up that things about 80% full here as we um we have about 3 weeks left i think it ends 3 weeks from today cuz 3 weeks from today will be the NFL draft. So make sure you're getting in on that before that fills up $25,000 grand prize. Just $125 entry fee there. Uh, FFPC main event grand prize this year, $1 million. You're going to make the first ever FFPC millionaire this year. That's coming up. Make sure you're registering for that $100 uh, early bird discount. And of course, $500 off each additional team that you registered for there. $35 free credit with the 2022 FF uh beg your pardon, football guys, players championship. So if you sign up before uh June 30th and then draft before July 30, uh July 15th, you're gonna get a free $35 credit sent directly to your FFPC account. Plenty of low slide, slit and go, uh sit and go best ball drafts available at myffpc.com. So make sure you're checking those out if you want to play in a closed 12-team league. We have plenty of stuff available there. Want to get into tonight's guest? It is a Dynasty-heavy show. This will probably be the most rookie-heavy podcast we have until next month after the NFL draft. Got a great guest lined up for that as well. But tonight, I'm proud to welcome in a 23-time FFPC Dynasty champ. He's won Football Guys Players Championship Leagues. He's won plenty of FFPC Main Event Leagues. We're here to talk about rookies tonight. It is the one, the only, Jason Steves, The pride of Canada (laughs) joining us on this late Thursday night. Jason, how are you, man?
2: Good thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: Always a pleasure to talk Dynasty with you. Twenty-three Dynasty titles. Do you feel like you are a better Dynasty player than Redraft player, or does it is it about the
2: same for you? No. Yeah, probably a better Dynasty player nowadays. It's uh, it's tough to cross them over, honestly, because you start falling in love with these rookies and stuff like that, and you have to carry them over to the redrafts, and it can burn you a bit. But well, I I, I was saying this on the
1: over last Friday. I was like. I got rookie fever in my yeah. in my best balls right now. I'm, I'm drafting yeah. Olave. I'm drafting Burks. I'm drafting uh, McBride. All these rookies. It's insane. Um, so it's something that that you got to fight it. Do you when you are doing, you know, all you all your dynasty rookie drafts coming? In, do you kind of purposely postpone your redrafts just so you don't get rookie fever in those? Drafts? Yeah,
2: I do. I mean, I for the first time I've kind of done a few like best balls early. Just to see where the rookies are going and stuff like that, but usually I do postpone it till you know June, July at least. So, kind of separate the uh, the drafts,
1: which is smart. Which is yeah. why you do so well at both of them. Yeah. Um. How many how many redrafts have you done already? Just one or two, or just okay.
2: just a couple? Yeah.
1: Okay. Did anything surprise you with the rookies at all? There, knowing what you know now,
2: they were going fairly early. I think it's Be, kind of like because of rookie the, fever, right? Rookie fever. Yeah. Right.
1: Um, I, I look at it – okay, so le- well, let's, let's just get into this right now, um, and we'll talk about some of the players that are going to be going – that not only have been going in redraft, but will be high uh, picks, uh, early-round picks in the rookie drafts when those pick up in the FFPC main event. I uh, beg pardon, the FFPC dynasty rookie drafts coming up in about a month or so. Uh, let's talk about Ohio State. Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, the latest Ohio State entries – into um, Dynasty Fantasy Football rookie drafts with the FFPC. Which of these two guys are you hiring? Because, well, I mean, the question is tonight, we don't know where any of these guys are, are drafting, so this is purely a talent thing right now yeah. that we're, we're talking about. Olave Garrett-Wilson, which one do you like better from Ohio State and why?
2: Probably, I like Garrett-Wilson probably a little bit better. Just just the upside. Uh, there's just so much more upside to him. I like love long-term like I think he's going to be a solid receiver uh, you know good route runner and everything like that but the upside of Garrett Wilson just kind of pushes could push your your team way over the edge you know
1: it, it, are you talking about initially or or in, I, like like it, I, initially you like Wilson better like year one uh, well
2: no not necessarily I, I mean it's going to be depend on landing spot for sure I just think Wilson could be a top five receiver, right? you know, in redrafts in the future. Maybe a lot of it can't be a top five. Like, just his speed and yards after catch and just his athleticism, I think Wilson has that upside. Now, he has also the most risk, I would say, out of the 2-2, so...
1: Wilson is the more risky, so he's I think I think lower, Wilson's lower, higher ceiling, right? yeah, exactly. yeah. Okay. so
2: I in a rookie draft, I would probably lean towards going the upside because he could be league winner for sure. so
1: is that typically like you know, because we have the rookie draft with the FFPC after the NFL draft, do you still typically lean towards, okay? I kind of like this guy in his rookie year, but this guy's upside I'm willing to gamble on do you normally do that where you gamble on rookie upside and always lean that way in your rookie drafts
2: I mean if they're close yeah yeah I probably lean towards the upside for sure yeah i mean it's it's a long-term thing but uh, i mean you you're looking for the best players that can start in your lineup you can always have depth off the waiver wire and trades and stuff like that there right so those main starters um. Here in Northeast Wisconsin, it's
1: it's very exciting for the Packers because normally, you know, you, you have a first round pick, you have a second round pick, third round, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. This year, because of the uh, Devonte Adams trade, Green two. Bay has two first rounds, two second round picks. Yeah. Um, because of that, and because of the gaping hole that Devonte Adams' absence has created in the Green Bay receiver room, and because of um, the Packers ignoring receiver, Um, Over the last several drafts, uh, there has been a gaping, uh, there's been a deep yawning chasm of receiver um, talk here. Mm -hmm. And now with the NFL draft just three weeks away, we're talking about a ton of receivers that they could get in the late first, the late second. Personally, I have gravitated towards the two ACL guys. George Pickens, who obviously came back, played in the national championship game after tearing his ACL early in 2021. And then you have Jamison Williams guy was really high on who tore his ACL in the national championship game. Yeah. Apparently he's ahead of schedule. When you look at these two guys right now, who are you most excited about from a dynasty standpoint of having the better
2: career? Is it Pickens or is it Jamison Williams, Jason? Long-term maybe Williamson, but I mean, the problem with Williamson is obviously just tore it. So you're probably losing this season as a rookie, right? So he's going to have to come back the second season, whereas at least Pickett got back on track already. So he'll be ready for the draft. So if I was Green Bay or if he lands in Green Bay, either one lands in Green Bay, Pickett has a way better chance, right? Right. So I think that's where I would probably lean towards Pickett in this this rookie draft.
1: Yeah. Let, me, let me throw this at you. What happens if Jamison Williams gets selected – Let's just say Jam- – and regard- let's, let's throw out teams for a second. Right. But let's say Jamison Williams is a late first-round pick by some team, right? right? George Pickens doesn't go to like maybe mid or late second round. So you know Pickens is going to be playing faster and more to where he was in college yeah. before Jamison Williams was just because of when the injury happened. Would you, at the end of the first round, if Williams and Pickens are still out there, knowing that Williams went in the first, Pickens went in the second, are you still willing to take Pickens over Jamison Williams, or is it sort of like kind of depends where your dynasty team is at?
2: Well, no, I think it kind of depends on the landing spot. Again, I mean, second round, if Green Bay doesn't doesn't pick a wide receiver in the first round, but they get their receiver in the second round as Pickens, well, obviously I'm leaning towards Pickens, right? But if it's somewhere where it's a crowded wide receiver field, then I'd, I'd probably lean towards the other way. As long as you have an IR spot, it's not the biggest deal. But I mean, there are probably some, some dynasty teams that don't have that many IR spots or don't even use one. Then if it's hurting your bench, then I, that's where I would lean towards picking. So,
1: um, there we, we've talked a, a lot about, and not, not necessarily you and I, but over the course of the last month, we've talked on the HSF Power wrote Road of his High Stakes Lowdown about a lot of first round receivers. Let's talk about the second round receivers or who should be going in the second round. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of guys likely to go anywhere from the really anywhere in the second round. I don't know what these NFL teams are capable of, but I want to bring up a few names. John Mechie, Justin Ross out of Clemson, uh, Alec Pierce from Cincinnati, who's getting some late love here. Out of those three, or even if you want to expand it more to the receivers that are more top 60 overall, um, that, that would be going deep into the second round. Do you sort of have a favorite second-round guy when all the sexy guys are off the board? Is there a guy that you're targeting that you don't think a lot of people are going to be looking at?
2: Well, I think John Metchie's one of the guys there, I think, with his ACL tear as well. So he'll fall a little bit. Um, I would probably choose him out of the other two versus Ross and uh, Pierce. Um, I mean, he was behind you know, Waddle and Smith uh the year before. So he didn't get a lot of play nine. But he he I think he had ninety-six catches or something like that this year and he really shined. Good route runner, um probably be very good slot guy. Um I, I honestly like him quite a bit. Um going like off the board, I mean a second round guy. Christian Watson is probably the guy that's probably Jumping up the boards a bit. I mean, just his size and athleticism and his speed. I mean, I think he could be easily groomed into something for sure. So I think he, again, this comes down to upside, but that's probably one that I'd look in the second round for sure.
1: Let's follow this up here. So Mechie last year, 96 catches, 1,142 yards. He got eight touchdowns. Yeah. When you talk about a guy who you envision as a slot receiver, right? I don't want to put words in your mouth. You envision yeah. Mechie as a slot guy in the NFL?
2: It's possible, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've heard talk of that for sure. So
1: so to me, when you talk about a slot receiver for dynasty fantasy football, yeah. this is a guy who has the upside of catching a lot of balls, but maybe doesn't have you know, doesn't have the Calvin Johnson, Devontae Adams, yeah. ivory kill yeah. seasons in them. How do you weight those guys um in dynasty rookie dress? Because there are guys that are coming up that are more boomer bust, uh, mm-hmm. boom bust where they have the lower floor, they have the higher ceiling. Whereas a guy like mechi you know, his range is like this. But a guy like Christian Watson, we're going to talk about, uh, yeah. about in a little bit. He's like this. So how do you weight those guys when when it comes down to to dynasty rookie drafts?
2: I rate them high, honestly. Like that that I know you're always looking for upside too, but you want those floor guys as well, like the the mid range guys that are going to be solid, right? Olave is going to be solid, and I, I feel like mechi's going to be solid. So those guys are going to be playing on your starting lineups. Right? most of the season. So long-term, I think he'll be a great receiver. And, and from what I've read and, and seen, I he can play the outside as well. So I think he's kind of, I mean, I don't want to say he's CeeDee Lamb or anything like that, but he'd probably be built more like C D Lamb um, where he could play both. So
1: yeah, he's, he's not like one of these, you know, like a sky, sky more. Exactly. He's
2: not a sky Moore. He's right. not a Hunter Renfrew or anything like that. He's, he's, he's still six foot 200 pounds already. So he can he can go outside for sure. So
1: um so so Watson is a guy that, that we have talked a lot about here in you know just in the shadows of Lambeau Field and Green Bay because this is a guy that to me represents a much he's like Marquez Valdez Scantling with a much higher upside. And I think he's more polished. Valdez Scantling was what a fifth round pick or whatever it was. Speed Maven took the lid off the defense. And by the way, what do you make of Kansas City offering like a 30 million dollar contract to Valdez Scantling, and then they're paying Smith Schuster like one year, five yeah. or six million. What happened there?
2: Yeah, I, I don't understand it either. I, yeah, like it's not a guy. I mean, I had him on my team on a lot of my dynasty teams from last year, but that was just kind of filling my roster. It was a bonus that he went to KC, so I'm selling high, but um, yeah, it doesn't, uh, my feeling with Valdez Cantley is if he couldn't do it with Rogers, I don't know if he can do it with Mahomes.
1: But, <laughs> exactly, but, yeah. yeah. Or, right. or maybe like what we've seen with Rogers is yeah.
2: that's what we're going to see. In I mean, exactly, race. he'll be a good best ball guy, but right, yeah.
1: So. Um, so Watson is a guy that has been bandied about as like a, a a a field stretcher, um, a guy that um could could um provide not only some speed but he's a polished guy. the The question is coming from a small school like he is can he be successful right away? Or because he's going up against the Uber elite athletes at corner in the NFL, it's the, 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 the learning curve is going to take longer for Watson. Th- How do you fall in on, on Watson when you look yeah, at I think the learning you know, curve, what kind of prospect he is?
2: Yeah. I think the learning curve is going to be a little bit, uh, take some time for sure. Um, that doesn't mean that they can't teach him uh, to run better routes and stuff like that. But um, I think, he could excel I and all, all the he's a pure athlete. I mean, he's one of the best athlete receivers coming out of this draft for sure. So he's freaking nature. I mean, he ran what a four, three, six or something like that. Yeah. And I, and four. I think
1: that if I remember correctly, he ran a four, three, six and I could be making this up, but yeah. I think Veldes Scantling did a four, three, five. So they, yeah. as far as speed, they, goes, they are
2: similar that way. Yeah. They are similar that way, but I, I, I guess they could be similar, but I, I, I I like the pedigree of Watson a little bit better. I
1: totally do, too. I'm totally with it. Well, Watson is a guy who I don't know if he's going to go in the first round, but he certainly could. I think he's yeah. going to go in the second round. Yeah. Elvis Scantling, like, nobody had him going on day one or no, day two. No, no, no. I know, think he's going mean,
2: to – yeah, I think Watson, second round, he could slip to third. I, don't, I can't see him going in the first. I would be no. surprised. I'm I think mean, there's just too many receivers ahead of him for sure that and, – and,
1: and, and let's talk about that a little bit, too, because okay. I was – you know, again, not to keep throwing this Packers stuff, but – there's a lot of people that say, oh, with, with, you know, four picks in the first 59 picks of the draft, they should be packaging to move up to grab a receiver. And I'm kind of like, I don't know if there's a receiver that warrants like,
2: yeah,
1: um, you know, this is the Uber, um, you know, Jamar Chase of this draft. No. I don't think there's a Jamar Chase in the draft. And I, and I think there's a lot of really good receivers. So why would you trade up? Do you see this year's receivers as f- from a fantasy standpoint? Do you see this year's receivers similar to that where there's, you know, the guys gonna go in the late first round are are not all that dissimilar from the guys going in the second round?
2: Yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I think they're they are very similar and have different skill sets. So I wouldn't be jumping up to to try to land a chase. There's no chase this this year. Or so I mean, if I was the Packers, I mean, I would probably hopefully land Burks or maybe London. Those are probably the guys that I would probably go for. They seem to Fit the Packer scheme, but uh, right. Yeah. So,
1: so this is interesting. So, um, uh, London, I think personally, I think London will be off the board by 22. Which if Green possible. Bay really falls in love with them, they're gonna have to trade yeah. up. Him. Um, but let's talk about Traylon Burks for a little bit because my co host on my local radio show here in, in Northeast Wisconsin he loves Traylon Burks, thinks he's so great. He's like the second coming, he's gonna be a, an, an immaculate pro. I have some misgivings about this. You know, like, I, I wasn't wowed by his combine. Um, I've seen a lot of pundits out there, uh, you know, say that that even though he was in the SEC, he might be a little raw for the NFL. And we have seen big, physical, strong receivers that can't separate.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not not do all that great in the pros. Are you a Burks fan? Uh, regardless of where he lands.
2: Yeah. Are you a Burks fan? I, I am. I am. Yeah, I do believe he can... Excel at the next level for sure. I mean, it's not always the combine results as we've seen many times, right? I mean, look at Keenan Allen numbers and stuff like that. Devontae Adams, I don't think, shined in the combine. He did not. Um, no. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it does come down to, I hate to say, a landing spot and, and opportunity. It just comes down to opportunity for sure. So if one of those guys goes or, or Olave or, or something like that goes to Green Bay, I mean, it's going to come down to like an open spot, opportunity. Last receiver question for
1: you, Jason. Right now, not knowing where anybody's going, who is the number one receiver for you in this class for fantasy? The guy you're most excited about.
2: It's probably London or Burks. I probably have them ahead of of Wilson. I don't know. That's kind of what I'm leaning towards right now. But
1: But the – fact that you're kind of like, well, it's this guy or this guy, and I probably yeah. haven't. I mean, there's, there's no, the they're close, there. they're all so yeah. close,
2: they're all in the same tier, and uh, yeah, again, it's going to come down to landing spots and opportunities and stuff like that, but they are close this year, so
1: let's shift to running backs here now. Um, I and again, I don't want to set this up for something that you maybe don't believe. Is Brees Hall your number one running back right now? Right now, yeah, okay,
2: yeah, all right, he's he's let's... he's a big step ahead of the other two, yeah.
1: okay, so this is perfect. So the other two are they Walker and Spiller? Kenny Walker, uh okay yeah. Ken Walker and Isaiah Spiller. Yeah. Now here okay so I had the opportunity in in one of my dynasty leagues last year you could roster a college player um that that was not in the NFL draft but you had to keep him on your roster all season That's and if cool. you did then you got to keep him for the So I chose Isaiah Spiller over Kenny Walker and the reason yeah. being and and I don't want to you know shape this question in any way but spiller i saw caught caught a lot of uh, passes i didn't Mm -hmm. see walker catch a lot of passes and walker is a guy who sort of just came out of nowhere this in the 2021 season and he still didn't catch a lot of passes he seemed to like be this michael turner-esque accumulator guy as of right now and i know spiller's combine Mm -hmm. wasn't great and i know he was dealing with some injuries i still like spiller better than walker am i wrong
2: no, I don't think you are, actually. I was going to go with Spiller over Walker. Um, yeah, right now I, I'm more of a Spiller fan. Uh, again, just he possesses more um, with the passing ability. and I mean, we're all playing – most of us are playing PPR, um, so yep. it's huge. Um, and Walker didn't have any catches, so it's we're going blindly. Yeah, he might be able to catch some, but he, uh, he hasn't, and uh, he's only had the one good season, so – um, not a lot to go off where Spiller had three straight thousand yard seasons. So
1: it's weird because um, well, it's not weird, but like, you know, cheering for the Badgers and talking about Wisconsin for all these years, you know, we we've gotten to see all these great running backs here, you know, Ron Dane and and Melvin Gordon and James White and and all the and Jonathan Taylor is another great example. Um, these guys and Taylor maybe bucked the trend a little bit. But they never really caught a whole lot of passes in the Wisconsin yeah. offense. I don't really remember what Le'Veon Bell, I'd have to look it up, what, what yeah. he did at Michigan State. But I don't remember him catching a ton of passes in that offense. How much do you penalize a guy like Walker who got the yards per carry in a really tough conference but didn't yeah. get get those, those PPR catches? How much do you penalize him in rookie drafts?
2: I still I still penalize him a little bit for sure. That's probably why I have Spiller slightly ahead right right at the moment. I mean, from what I've seen in mock drafts and stuff like that, NFL mock drafts, Walker should go ahead of a Spiller. Seems That's like it, leaning O towards, and that might change things, you know, because of opportunities and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, for me, fantasy wise, I put him a little bit below, um, because I'm obviously looking to PBR and I. I know nothing if he can catch or not. So, yeah. and
1: and and like you know, when you're doing redraft and like main event and football guys stuff, I mean, you're always showing a penchant for those pass catching run. I mean, we're all after those pass catching sure. running backs.
2: Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, you, I mean, you go back three years, maybe it's four years now. Derrick Henry, I mean, nobody wanted him. Nobody wanted Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah. Remember, because he could only catch 10 balls, he was useless. And, like, I remember a draft where he fell to me in the fourth or fifth and I'm like, I do not want Derrick Henry this year. And I ended up getting him and he didn't have that great season and you can barely start him, you know. He's... But then he broke out the next year, you know. Um, so it's just, yeah, I mean, those that those extra catches and PPR is just huge. So. The,
1: the first, and, and i never, I was with you. Yeah, i never drafted Derrick Henry yeah. uh, whatsoever. The first draft I did this year. And I, this, I'm glad it was the first one. I got it out of the way. My first pick of my first draft in January, best ball Derrick Henry yeah. middle of the first round. So I, and I didn't like it, you know, it was one yeah. of those things where you're like, oh, yeah. God, I guess. But, but like, you know, for many years, I never drafted Aaron Rodgers because, you know, yeah. I drafted in local leagues in Wisconsin. Everybody picks him up early. Yeah. Um, and I'm always waiting on quarterbacks in the national stuff. So, I, and then I started picking him, and it was just one of those things. I think it was kind of with Henry. It's like, God, I've never picked him. Let's just try it out this year. Yeah. And the season hasn't started. I'm already regretting it. Okay, <laughs> running backs, other running backs. Let's talk about the the, the white guys, um, Rashad White, Zamir White. Um, they could be, a, as I look at you know dynasty rookie drafts that are going off now that before the NFL draft, they could be back end. Of the first round rookie draft picks, um, when you look at those guys between Zamir White and Rashad White, do you have a preferred um, selection between the two? I, I, I know they're kind of close as far as ADP goes. How do you feel about them?
2: I, I, I would lean towards Rashad White again. Pass catching ability is huge, um, so I would have him quite a bit ahead. Zamir, again, Zamir, we didn't see a lot of pass catching ability. I, he might be able to, but he was always pushed back. On third down, he was behind a few guys, so I think uh, I would lean towards Rasad for sure. I think he got eighty percent of the third down work. I think if I kind of read it, yeah, it, but it was yeah, right, yeah, so, right around there, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's huge. I mean, and so NFL teams that are drafting these guys are going to see that, and they're looking for certain players. So um at worst, if Rasad only becomes a, a third down back, well, there might be uh, a James White in him or something like that that right. can at least help you, right? So. And uh, in this day and age with fantasy, I mean, there's only a handful of true running backs and there's, you know, is they're all split committees. So you need those PPR guys for sure. So, well,
1: and, and so we've talked, I mean, we br- briefly touched on hall. We we talked about Spiller and, and Walker and now we got into the whites. How many, like, and I, I put this term in quotes, good running backs are there in in this year's nfl draft class and what i mean by that is like you know there's there's going to be guys that are going to be drafted as part of committees like that that's what their role will be there's going to be guys that are going to have to wait a year before they sort of take over the backfield when you look at this year's running back class uh, in in the nfl draft how many good running backs are there how many guys are you excited about drafting does it stop at three? Does it stop at five? Does it go deeper than that?
2: Maybe, maybe six. Maybe six. six. Uh, yeah, I. I think we're getting deep on Weiss as it is, but you never know. I guess the opportunity is going to be what it comes down to. But um, I would probably put Cook in there mm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you like Cook. Cook better than Zamir White when we talk
1: about Georgia running backs here?
2: I think I do like Cook better than Zamir White. I think um, I think his brother is going to affect some. NFL I said the interest. same. I
1: said the same thing. Like yeah. somebody, we have a NFL draft guy come on our our local show, and and he and he, and he was talking about, um, or no, this was uh, Chris Ballard on the HSFF Power, yeah. I believe, this past Friday, and he's like, well, you're talking about Georgia running backs, Demir White and James Cook, and I'm like, well, listen, I'm a huge Florida State guy. I love Florida State. Yeah. It, but James Cook also spurned Florida State. For Georgia, you know, so I'm yeah. kind of like torn on that or, or, or whatever. But Cook's got the pedigree, like he yes, said.
2: And, and you know what? Yeah, NFL GMs, coaches will probably lean towards that. You know, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not 100% sure, but probably if I was in power, I'd probably, be like, well, you know, give him a shot, see what happens, right?
1: What's his, what's James Cook's ceiling? I mean, could he be? like a three down guy or is his ceiling like maybe one yeah. a of a of a back no a i think combo. he
2: could be a three down guy that's where like i stretch it to six or, or five or whatever for good backs but i mean it just depends on what team he goes to like yeah but he can catch he can catch the ball so yeah he is a there is an opportunity for three down back for sure he either turns into that or he turns into a three third down back but
1: but he's worth the risk, right?
2: Yeah, he's you worth know, the he's risk. I mean, I think it. he'll he'll split time somewhere, for sure. And he can yeah. catch. So, I mean, that's where I put him as ahead of Samir White, for sure. And, and we always
1: yeah. default to the pass catchers.
2: Yeah. I yeah. always default to the pass catcher. You got to, right? Yeah. Especially when I split. I mean, you know, um, I can't think of uh, who I defaulted to most this year. But, like, I mean, a good example was just a waiver-wire pickup of Cordell Patterson. I mean Yeah. Uh, Even down a stretch when he didn't do a lot, I mean, he still caught three balls and you get your 10 points and a bad week is 10 points. Then you can survive.
1: So, yes. Yeah. So, so I, and I brought, I brought this up on several shows so far this season. I, I, for whatever reason, I never like, I'm always the sexy. like I got to pick the sexy guy up on the waiver wire early in the season, yeah. either preseason or, you know, like in the, after week one or whatever and for whatever reason and don't ask me why I didn't touch Cordell Patterson in any of my leagues last year yeah and I end up kicking myself um, all season
2: with Cordell Patterson it was tricky though it's uh I got lucky I mean I'm I I I turned on the Atlanta game I have a four-year-old so I don't get to see a lot of football as much as I used to but I turned on the Atlanta game and I saw him go in for Mike Davis and he looked good but that week, everybody spent 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 40 bucks on yeah. it. And so it was really my, it was, you know, it was a, more or less, I mean, Mike Davis out out touched him, I think that game and stuff like that. But Cordell had an okay game. But he, he was picked up a week early versus the $300 or $400 bid the next week. So I think that's what happened. And I got lucky. I saw a few plays here and there. So I put my $10, $15, $30 bid on it and I got him on most of my teams. Wow. Oh. But I mean, but yeah, you don't know, right? And there's, you know, it's that's a week later you would have known, but you, you, yeah. All right. So I don't
1: know if this is me having sour grapes, um, and and wanting to target him this year. But if we, we look at the FFPC never too early best ball tournament over the last seven days, even after he re-signed with Atlanta, so we know where he's going to be, Cordero Patterson still. Running back 34 at the 809. Now, I've already drafted him in a couple leagues, and yeah. I feel good about it. But the 809, Jason, yeah. shouldn't we be grabbing him at that spot? I mean, this seems like way too low.
2: Yeah, I think it's a little bit low. I I don't expect amazing things from him. I do feel like Atlanta should draft one of these running backs, but yeah. you never know. Atlanta, <laughs> I mean, it's frustrating watching him. I'm a little bit of a fan, but uh, it's frustrating, you know, they have – they haven't done anything. They don't seem to care. So, right now, it looks like it's Mike Davis and Cordell Bat Patterson. So, he's their number one running back and he's their number one receiver, honestly. When yeah. look at it. So, there's nothing but upside right now, right? So, um, and you know, if they don't draft one of these top five running backs, then I mean, then he, the guy's probably behind Cordell Patterson. So,
0: we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all
2: For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So
1: so do you think they're going to take Malik Willis in, in the first round with that number nine pick?
2: I don't. I don't.
1: So what, what are they? Okay. So this has, is the whole
2: thing. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't think they have a plan. I, I think bringing Mariota in wasn't a bad idea. I mean, I think they're going to take a season to see what they have because he has, so he injured. could just be a
1: bridge guy until next year's draft then. Right. Might be a
2: bridge guy or maybe he excels. Maybe. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of weapons or anything like Go that. Ahead. So it's unfair, but um I mean, Mariota wasn't bad. I mean, I don't think he's a top, you know, 10 quarterback, but he was probably a top 15, top 20. So he's for fantasy a, you're talking about. Yeah, right? Well, fantasy and starter. I mean, he, okay. he wasn't bad right. with the Titans. I mean, uh, so I think they're going to give a look at Mariota and see what they've got because he's still young and he was a number one pick overall. And then kind of go there. So I don't think I don't think they'll draft a QB this season. All
1: right. Okay, all right. So this is interesting because if they don't draft the quarterback, I mean, the holes on this team are endless.
2: Oh yeah,
1: especially with the Ridley thing and Russell Gage goes to Tampa now. So how how big is receiver? Because Atlanta could be looking at a receiver. And then if they go quarterback, for dynasty purposes, if they go quarterback in 2023, that quarterback could be looking at tossing balls to Cordero Patterson, Kyle Pitts, and whatever receiver they go with this year. So receiver might be a big, big option for them right now.
2: Yeah, I think think they're going to. Probably go after receiver, whether it be first round or second round. It might be too early in the first round, but because there is so many receivers, but I think they'll get one in the second round for sure. Okay, all right, you and know. and there's
1: there's plenty of them out there.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Cordell Patterson. I mean, he's I know he's signed, but I mean, he is thirty-one, so I don't know how much value he'll push into next season. So, I think it's yeah. I mean, also they're building around Kyle Pitts and then kind of go from there. But there's a lot of holes.
1: Yeah, yeah, there is. Um, all right. So moving past receivers, we just talked about Kyle Pitts, let's talk about tight ends. Um Trey McBride. Um a lot of pundits out there have him as their number one fantasy tight end for this year's rookie class. Um I've I've talked to several people about him. I don't want to say he's polarizing, but there's enough haters out there on on Trey McBride. Can he be how likely is he, Jason, to be successful from a fantasy standpoint? tight end premium FFPC leagues right away in his rookie year. And I know it depends upon spot, but how do you view him as a player?
2: Um, No, he's got a lot of talent. I think dynasty wise, I I think he'll be a solid starter for many, many years. Just tight ends just don't usually produce. There's no, like Kyle Pitts was a little bit of exception and everybody was down on him, but he had an amazing rookie season for tight ends. Um, Even Fryermuth had a good season. Um, But Honestly, if you look back, I mean, just for example, a couple of years, Fant and Hawkerson probably two of the best tight ends drafted since Gronk. And Fant had 40 catches, I think, that year. Yeah. Hawkerson, 35. So I don't expect much, unfortunately. I mean, it's, it's tough to come in as a tight end and, and produce quite a bit. I mean, he, he'll be able to maybe spot start or something like that. Um, it's not someone, obviously, you you don't want to draft. I mean, you do want to draft him in, in dynasty purposes and stuff like yeah. that. But Redraft, I mean, it would be a probably a tight end two is what you'd use him as. I, For,
1: I I mean, as far as um if if you do end up if you're in a rookie draft and, and you're looking at Trey McBride, at what point do you take him in an FFPC tight end premium league? Is he a mid first round pick? Would you wait till the back end? Or is he simply a you know, you start looking at him in,
2: in the second round? Probably late. To mid second round i mean sorry late first mid second okay guys like fant and hawkerson i mean they were mid first and you still had to sit on them for a year um but i mean i think mcbride's a bit below them right now i don't think he'll i don't think he'll get to their level um i think mcbride will probably be like a hunter henry which isn't bad either i mean, I oh, mean it's like, good henry, yeah yeah i mean but uh I think that's probably where I put him. I, I do like Hunter Henry a lot. He kind of got in the bad position with New England, but uh but yeah, I think Fant and Hawkerson still have another level coming up there. Well, They're only a couple of years in, right? So
1: Yeah, in and like what what do you what what are you looking at for um for for Fant uh this year now that you know that he's gonna be um in Seattle catching passes from I don't know,
2: Geno Smith or yeah. Baker
1: Mayfield or, or somebody. I mean, how do you handle him and? Yeah, right I mean it's right tough. Now? I
2: mean I have him on quite a few dynasty teams, but I don't want to. I don't want to sell him low or anything like that. I mean I believe in the guy's talent for sure, and I don't think Denver used him right. Or I mean they had a lot of weapons, so I can't say they didn't use him right. But he he has a lot of speed and he can get downfield like he was saying. Um, I think in some ways it might actually help having a bad QB because. He's going to be their safety blanket. So, in some ways, he could turn into six, seven catches and in tight end premium, and I mean, that's all you need, right? So,
1: who would be the security blanket? I mean, is is fan Because I don't view Lockett or Metcalf or any of those guys there no, as Mike. like the yeah. checkdown guy, right? No, exactly. Yeah, it like would be Lockett Carson Knight or Fant,
2: probably or- Fant. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so, so I, yeah, it fans the the wild card for sure of that team, but uh, depends who they get in there, I guess. But
1: right. I'm just looking right now, because because you bring this up, and I hadn't thought about the, the security blanket before. Like And and I've said this before and several times, I'm like, I always want, like, if you were the only target on your team or the only, like, really good target. I, I got an argument with um uh, football guys, Commish to the Stars, uh, Bryce, about this. And I said, dude, Pitts is going to be great this year because, wh- what you know, Mariota or whatever quarterback, Willis or whatever they do there, it's not going to be a good quarterback. He's going to focus in on the one guy, you know, yeah. he's going to be dialed in. I think about all those great years that not that I want to attribute Steve Smith's Hall of Fame career to Jake DeLome, but Jake DeLome was not good. No. And he focused on Steve Smith so yeah. much. And and I feel like that's going to happen oh, um, sure. with, with Pitts again this year, you know, in, in Atlanta. And if this is true about Fant, you look at what his redraft value is, which I'm looking up right now and shout out to Darren Armani, fantasymojo.com. Um, for all this great FFPC ADP tight end sixteen yeah. is where he's going right now. I mean that's behind Cole Komet, who I actually like as well. I think Cole Komet's going to have a solid season. Albert Okuepenow from Denver, yeah. Gesicki, Gronkowski, who we don't even know is going to play yeah. this year. Um, there's a lot to like about Noah Fan, as you were saying.
2: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll wait and see who his QB is, but, I, but right. Yeah. We'll we're rooting for somebody
1: bad, Jason. We yep. don't need a good quarterback. No, no, that's true. <laughs> all right, moving on. Farrell um, Elliott, who co-hosts the uh, High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour with me every Friday night, 10, 9 Central, um, right here on the FFPC YouTube channel. Um, he loves Jalen, and I'm going to screw up his name, Jalen Wittemeyer from Texas A&M. Um, he's been taking him in some best ball leagues. Um, I, I've, I wouldn't say I'm all the way there on him uh, so far this year. What are your thoughts on, on Wittemeyer and what are the chances that he could be the best tight end in this class long-term?
2: I, I, I don't mind him. I, I have him ranked probably third. Honestly, I who's do, second
1: on your list behind McBride then.
2: Um, for tight uh, end? I'm trying to think of who it is now. Sorry. <laughs> it's Yo, all right. Um, it's, Oh, geez. Wow.
1: Not, uh, geez, what not is it the guy? Is it the guy we're going to talk about? Yeah, next? Yeah, I think he's really good. Yeah, yeah,
2: uh, so. Jelani Woods out of yeah, Virginia? Yeah, it is Woods. yeah. Okay, all right, yeah. and so just for across- size and athleticism, right? Whatever, so, Widemeyer, do um, um, no, just from- just uh, I mean, he was good. White, what, White of Meyer was good. He just his speed isn't there, uh, his speed isn't even close to most of the tight ends. Um, he didn't have the best QB but he, he does drop a lot of the balls so yeah. I to draft him in best balls now I can't see him starting out as a, a tight end he he'd be behind someone I okay. mean there's only so many opportunities in the NFL right now that don't have a tight end that's not gonna block him and maybe it's like um who I mean the Jets are, are blocked um trying to think of who doesn't have many tight ends. Like, like everybody's signed, right? So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, there's I not know. a whole lot of tight end holes out there. Yeah, there but, isn't,
2: there isn't. Yeah. Right. So that's, I think he'll be kind of buried, unfortunately, for his first season at least. So I think it's going to be a tough keep even in dynasties because once, once those players don't play for the first five, six weeks, it's tough to hold on to those guys. There's yeah. lots, there's endless receivers. There's endless running backs you want to hold on to. And tight ends, you, your bench spots is only so big. So, I could easily see him being on the waiver wire throughout the season. So,
1: and and he's a guy maybe you 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 pick up in a pinch or bye week. Yeah, he comes I mean, through. You you hang on to him, but the, the yeah. expectations are small.
2: I mean, I mean, if you think of Cole Clement, I mean, I I mean, he was on on uh, waiver wire tons. Yeah, tons totally. Pressure. Yeah, I mean, people picked him up at the end of the year. I mean. And now now this is his third year, I think, there. And he's just, yeah, I agree. I I think he's gonna be a little bit of a breakout for sure. So you know.
1: Um, okay, so so that's Wittemeyer. Um, Jelani Woods, we just mentioned yeah. I have you know, and I haven't done all my all my homework on the rookies yet, yeah. but I have seen more than one person compare this dude's game to Antonio Gates. Now, take that with a grain of salt because yeah. Gates is obviously a Hall of Famer, whatever, but Jelani Woods, like, I think for, for all the hype McBride's getting, the fact that, you know, this is a podcast geared towards FFPC Dynasty Leagues where you yeah. get a point and a half per catch for tight end, I mean, you, you look at Woods, this is a guy that, that could be, we, we look at this in three years, like, oh, my God, why wasn't I taking Woods with the top four pick in in this draft? Do you see it the same way?
2: Yeah, I mean, I... Yeah, that's I couldn't think of his name. I had a mind to block there. But uh Woods, yeah. I am mean, just his size and his speed yeah. is crazy. Like, so yeah, I mean Wittemeyer had a 503. I don't even think he ran at the combine. Whereas um I think Woods was four forty five, four fifty. And, and
1: that dude is like, and I'm making this up in my yeah. mind from what I remember. He's like six six or 6'7", like 275.
2: six seven, he's, he's like two He's massive. And Probably one of the strongest tight ends I think in the combine or yep, two. I mean, totally. There's just a lot of things going for him, and and you see a lot of these transition tight ends that come from basketball or whatever, like Gates and stuff like that. So they can learn the game. I mean, you see some of these quarterbacks coming out of retirement <laughs> to play tight end and stuff. But uh, um, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be a learning curve for sure. Just, I mean, he's not going to. I wouldn't draft him to redrafts either, but dynasty long term, I think he has the most upside. I mean, I remember reading about Darren Waller when he came out. I drafted in my rookie drafts in the sixth, seventh round four years before he broke out. But I mean, and he got shuffled around. Like you, you know, yeah. nobody even heard of him in the before he broke out because well, he, he was in Baltimore, right? Before, in Baltimore, yeah. And he got yeah. buried and buried and buried. And I'm like, we well, can't, you can't keep that guy. But yeah, um, but yeah, I heard a little bit more outside, and I got him uh, before the season started on the the year that he broke out with Oakland. But you just. You never know, but I think Jalen Woods has the has the Jelani Woods, I mean sorry, um has the best potential for sure.
1: You brought up Waller. Um Devontae Adams now in Las Vegas. Hunter Renfro had a big breakout season last year. Is Waller a guy that you would, you know, quite? quietly be looking at shopping right now in the ffpc dynasty leagues
2: it's tough to shop him' it's, it's really tough to shop him because everybody's thinking the same thing so right okay. now he's on the low unfortunately so
1: he's so he's a guy you just keep and then if yeah. he has a few great games then he's a guy that like if you don't yeah. believe in that long term then you start yeah shopping. because he
2: is getting a little bit older he's not that old for tight end but he's getting a little bit older so unfortunately right now you're 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 with him but I, honestly i don't think he's going to be affected as much as we think i don't I, I think it's going to be Adams that takes the biggest hit. Yeah. Like, I mean, I honestly losing Rogers and going to a situation like this, I think Waller is still like car car isn't Rogers and Carr is going to use those safety blankets Yeah. he's going to use his Renfro and it was Waller when he's in trouble. Um. So I think honestly, Adams probably takes the biggest hit. I might, I might be wrong, but I think that Adams takes hit like number wise.
1: Right. And, and I, and I've said this, you know, because I always thought that th- this was a package deal. If if Rogers goes to Denver, Adams is going to follow yeah. him. If Rogers stays in green yeah. Bay, Adams is going to. And so to, to see Rogers stay in green Bay and Adams move out to uh-huh. Las Vegas just was, was kind of weird to me because I think the bulk of both of those players careers um, so much has, a success is built on the chemistry sure. uh, that they've had between those two guys and the, the nonverbal communication. Like they they've chewed up, so much yardage and touchdowns, uh, having that. So, so to see them split up to me, it doesn't like quite frankly, Rodgers should be downgraded in redraft and, and yeah. Adams should be downgraded as well. Um, yeah. and and then you already have Carr with I don't want to say a mind meld, but he's got chemistry with Hunter Renfro, he yeah. has chemistry with Hunter yeah. or with uh Darren Waller. Yeah. Um, and so then you look at Adams kind of being the guy that. Oh, hey, remember me from Fresno State? Yeah. yeah, that was like eight years ago or whatever. Yeah, like let's get that back together. I don't know if it's gonna go.
2: Um, yeah, I I'd mean, just, there's just no way he's gonna put up the numbers he put with Rogers. I just, just, just can't. So, I mean, that's the guy that I would put the down tick on. And and Waller, I mean, he was hurt, so so yeah. Yeah, so I think everybody's just down on Waller. So I'm hoping in main events and stuff like that, he does fall quite a bit further than Kittle and Kelsey and all those guys. And I, I wouldn't be scared to take Waller. I think. It, I mean, he he is athletic. So
1: it's it's crazy right now because we we we've, we've talked a lot of tight ends on tonight's show. Um, Kyle Pitts is is sneaking up on Mark Andrews as yeah. far as being the tight end two in in the never too early best ball tournament. Kyle Pitts is right behind him. Andrew's going at the 112 on average at the tight end, two. Kyle Pitts the tight end, three right now in the second round. Uh, Waller actually has moved past George Kittle, which is weird to think about because he was behind Kittle recently, and I don't know why he's moved ahead of him. Tight end, four at the 211 right now uh, as far as Waller goes. That's interesting. Devontae Adams, now people are drafting him in January as wide receiver one. He's wide receiver four now as Cooper Cup. Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase all ahead of him right now. Yeah, and Alan's I
2: honestly – I, I mean, if Tyreek Hill didn't get moved, he would have been ahead of him, but now Tyreek Hill's – yep. well, there, there's probably a few more receivers I'd probably move ahead well,
1: of it, Jason, I brought this up on, on the HSFFO on Friday, and I'll, I'm going to cite this right now with the latest uh, updates from Fantasy Mojo. So um, Tyreek Hill, wide receiver 7, 205. Jalen Waddle, wide receiver 13 at, at 309. Tua Tungavailoa with those two receivers there. Tua Tungavailoa, quarterback 18 at the 11-02. Who are we wrong on as an industry? Are we wrong on Hill and Waddle, or are we wrong on Tungavailoa?
2: We might not be wrong on any of them. We might be right on all of them. Well, the reason is it's just going to come down to those catches, the small catches. Yeah, A lot of small dump-off catches and stuff like that. So, I mean, the touchdowns might not be there for those guys, but, I could see them getting eight targets each and, you know, come out with six for 70, 80 yards and have a decent day. So, and if they consistently do that, then they're, they are in the top 10 receivers. So, so yeah, we're not, I mean, too uh, I don't know.
1: Are we know. wrong on Gasicki then? Should we be fading Gasicki or is he a beneficiary of all his talent?
2: I think we probably should fade him a bit, but, okay. but it's close. I, I don't think, I don't think he loses much, but. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it, honestly.
1: The Miami Dolphins
2: yeah.
1: juggernaut of an yeah. offense. Yeah, exactly. Featuring Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds, too, by the way. Yeah, don't forget about that. Yeah. And Mike McDaniel. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to yeah. be fun to watch the NFL draft coming up in just a few weeks. Uh, Jason, final question for you. Thank you so much for being don't so gracious with your time tonight. Um, one rookie, as of right now, on April seventh, twenty 2022, you are super excited about drafting on your dynasty squads and then one rookie that there will be a 0.0% chance that he's on any of your squads this year?
2: Well, the the problem with my teams, I guess, I don't have a lot of early picks this year. I mean, I...
1: Congratulations. Yeah, yeah no, 20, I mean, I... 23 a, dynasty titles over your career. Well, I mean, yeah, I here.
2: had a great season. I mean, I, I only had one team miss the playoffs out of like 25 teams. So, I mean, yeah, so I have a lot of late picks. Um I mean, obviously, I'd like to add like Traylon Burks or London or something like that, but it's probably going to be that Mechie or, or someone like Watson and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm happy with those guys. Um, I'd probably lean towards receiver in the uh, the second round versus a running back in that case, because I think one of those guys could be a starter. And whereas the other, the running backs, and it depends on who falls, but right. uh, yep, yeah.
1: And it depends where they go, obviously. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, for someone, I haven't really dove in deep enough that I don't want someone. Um, yeah. We've probably gone through some of the names, but. well, and,
1: and, and, and Jason, I don't, again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but yeah. there's probably been some running backs over the years that you're like, oh God, I don't want this guy at all. And then you oh. see who and have- drafts them and where, and you're like, okay, now I kind of like this guy.
2: Oh, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's the same with receivers. I mean, even after, uh, I think, Minnesota drafted Jester Jefferson, I think third or fourth receiver, I mean, he didn't shoot up the boards. He he was still drafted seventh or eighth in our, our dynasty rookie drafts yeah. and stuff like that. I was targeting him a lot because of the landing spot. I mean, that was key landing spot. I didn't get him in a lot, but, uh, but yeah, that was one guy, for example, just landing spot is key. Landing yeah. spot is key. And, and, yes, I'm watching Green Bay hoping uh, – they finally do something.
1: Let, let me ask you this who is um we talked about receivers at the green bay who what what is the running back spot to go to in the NFL right now if you're if you're a rookie running back um if you're a dynasty fantasy football player and you look at all, all the different teams that that could use a running back not only that could use a running back but that could feature a running back yeah. as a three down guy what is that spot in the NFL for you right now? Because we've had these over the years, like like with Jonathan Taylor
2: a couple years ago. Yeah,
1: wow. you know, like what's Indianapolis gonna do? Oh, if they get a running back, this guy could be the one-on-one. Who's the yeah. spot this year?
2: I mean, I'm probably like a little bit homer, but Atlanta is is one of the spots, yep. that's the dream spot, honestly. Um yes, they have Cordell Patterson and he'll be a third down back. Honestly, they'll split him out at wide receiver too. So I'm not really worried about him in his age and stuff like that. So it's a prime opportunity for someone to go in there. And steal the show there. Um, uh, trying to think of all the. Teams. What about
1: Houston? Just throwing. Yeah, that out, Houston. But...
2: Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say Houston. They, this Marlon Mack thing, and I, I'm not. I'm not sold that they will go with him, but uh, I think they might give him an opportunity. So Marlon Mack might be a little bit of a thorn in the side for someone. Um, so Houston would have been on top of my list, but that Marlon Mack thing threw a little wrench in it.
1: Let, let me throw another wrench at you. Um, there's been rumors and and um, hearsay about Buffalo potentially taking Brees Hall at yeah. the end of the
2: first round. I,
1: if they do that, that cements him in as the 101 and yeah. maybe a first-round pick in redraft?
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think uh, redraft maybe not first round, maybe second round. I, because you okay. guys still, still got Singletary that didn't do bad. He'll, he'll split time with Singletary. But, but, yes, it's a perfect landing spot. I don't think you could jump him into the first round. I don't. I think second round would be fair, but one one rookie draft for sure, yeah.
1: Sticking with the AFC East, we, we were I, I thought Aaron Jones, as a Packers fan even, I thought Aaron Jones is going to go to Miami last year, and then the Packers re-signed him. The fact that Miami has added Mostert and Chase Edmonds, does that kind of take them out of the running of a prime rookie running back spot then?
2: Probably. I mean, they spent their money, I guess, but... They shouldn't have, but, uh, yeah, (laughs) I don't know if I love their running back core, but uh, I think it's another mix of last year, you know, so, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, I think it takes them out of the the running. They might draft someone in the third round maybe and just kind of mix them in or something. But
1: It's weird because we we look at it right now, and it seems like everybody has their running back situation figured out, except for Mm -hmm. maybe a handful. But it's weird because that handful, you know, we, we talked about, like,
2: Buffalo. Like, if yeah. they
1: end up using a first-round pick, even a second-round pick yeah. on a running back, that's got to yeah, get sure. you really yeah. excited from a dynasty standpoint.
2: Yeah, it changes everything, right? And you never know. Like, we we think differently than the NFL teams, right? Yes. You know, um, Clyde edwards helaire is a perfect example. You know, Boyd, he yep. shot up the boards on us, right? Uh, he was,
1: like, back. running back five before the first round. And then he became running back Boom. one in the span Boom. room. And oh, it was,
2: right. I mean, it was right to do it, but it's just, yeah. I mean, we, we think differently and, and we see different stuff, um, but uh, you never know what the NFL teams are going to do. Right. And then it was, it was the same with Rashad Penny. Right. I mean, yeah, he, was the end of the, yeah, he shot up the boards and, you know, there's been quite a few, but so yeah, it, it unfortunately I keep on harking on it, but it comes down to landing spot and opportunity. And, and I guarantee you our list right now, there'll be guys at the back end that'll shoot up just yeah. because will any spots.
1: So. It's why we love the NFL draft. It's yeah. why we love dynasty fantasy football. What a treat it was to pick your brain tonight. Uh, Jason, he's yeah. a 23 time FFPC dynasty champion. Um it, Fully fledged into knowing everything he can about the back end of the first round, because yeah. that's where he's drafting in yeah. the majority of his leagues because of the success last year, because of the success of his dynasty teams uh, in the past. Listen, man, I uh, appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Don't be a stranger. We'll do this again real soon. Sure. Good luck in all your rookie drafts. Enjoy Thanks. the NFL draft, and we'll. Yeah, talk I'm, I'm actually later. going to
2: Vegas. I'm going to the. Oh, draft. yeah,
1: perfect. That's yeah, awesome. my friend wanted
2: to go, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah.
1: Yes, it will. I went to um, I went to the NFL draft. Uh, God, I can't remember how many years ago it was now, but the back-to-back years it was in Chicago because it was like a three-hour drive for me, and I went down there, and and um, we never got into the because um, there's so many people there we never got into the the actual auditorium or the, you know, where it was being held, we were right outside of it. So whenever all these players would get drafted, they bring them out to the outdoor stage and they would interview them. And it was cool to like talk to them then or whatever, but it's a fun experience. Oh, for Um, sure. Yeah. And and, and, uh,
2: obviously we're not probably not going to get in the auditorium either because I think the tickets are, you know, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've overpriced this thing, but, but it'll (laughs) still be fun. And they're supposedly putting on some amazing fanfare stuff. So.
1: All right. So listen, get a selfie with Brees Hall when the Bills select him sure. in the late first round. And uh, and then we'll we'll put this as a thumbnail on this podcast tonight. Okay. That photo. Jason, you are a gentleman and a scholar. Thank you so
2: much, man. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Uh,
1: Jason Steves, ladies and gentlemen, the 23 uh, time winner of the uh, FFPC High Stakes Dynasty Leagues, joining us on the Road of His High Stakes Lowdown this month. We will. Uh, be amping up the dynasty coverage over at the high stakes fantasy football hour over the next month, talking about a lot of dynasty um, rookies that we talked about tonight. Some rookies we didn't talk about uh, tonight. will be uh, heavily in the conversation as we talk to multiple dynasty uh, champions uh, at the high stakes at the highest level um, over the next month, before we slip in to the NFL draft coming up at the end of April. Um, as a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I, I know I mentioned this at, at the top of the show, but if you are looking for some Dynasty orphans at some really good prices, myffpc.com slash Dynasty for sale. That's where to go for that. Make sure you are checking out um, the uh, Dynasty startups we have going on uh, over at myffpc.com Dynasty at the $77 and $250 level. And uh, of course, the never too early best ball tournament filling up fast. We're probably pushing towards 80% capacity. Only about three weeks left to draft in that $125. It's a uh, entry best ball tournament, 25 grand to the winner. That's going to be very exciting. Um, And uh, the million dollar FFPC main event grand prize. Do not miss out on that $100 early bird. Make sure you're getting in on that now $500 off each additional team. The football guys players championship early bird promotion is live. Make sure you're registering before June 30th. Drafting before July 15th, boom, $35 FFPC credit to your account as well. Um, The last thing I will mention, besides all the best ball um, options we have at uh, myffpc.com, Varsity, um, Terminator, uh, uh, Superflex, whatever you want, it's at myffpc.com. And make sure uh, that you are subscribing. Uh, to RotoViz using the discount code RVRadio2022. That's RVRADIO2022. Listeners only using that code get a 10% discount. Uh, the subscription that you get gives you unlimited access to all the RotoViz content and tools, help support the uh, podcast channel as well. Thanks to Jason Steves, our guest uh, this evening. We will be back in May. Uh, another former dynasty champ will be joining the show—a guy who's won a lot of dynasty leagues, a guy who's been on the HSFFL before. Mark Perino will be our guest, and he will help us make sense of all the bedlam, all the chaos that's happening at the NFL draft at the end of this month—and we'll help you get your rookie draft sorted out prior to them starting at myffpc.com. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again in early May, ladies and gentlemen.